show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, doctors, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists. Where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. What up, what up? Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap. I'm Jared Johnson, your host, and I'm here with Peter B. What's up, what's up? How you doing, Peter? Good, how are you? I'm doing very well because, well, guess what? Summer is here. Oh, 106 will tell you that. Well, I like to think of summer in places we're traveling to. Ah, uh, yes, yes. All right, I just got back, took the fam to Disneyland. It was awesome. First time there. Oh, that's why you've been humming uh, It's a Small World yes, all week. Yes, all week. Okay. All right, that <laughs> Give makes me sense. that top hat. I'll put it on and I'll... <laughs> <laughs> Our marketing top hat, we use that all the time. Guys. Yeah, the, the top hat of marketing awesomeness. Yes, it's exactly right. Of no, course. a lot of people do some traveling now. Now that I'm in Arizona, it's like you're traveling to escape the heat. Whereas in, your, in Wisconsin, you're traveling to go to heat. So it's a different world. It is. And I just think, you know, it's summertime in general, right? It is. It's all about road trips, cool breezes. It's about grandma's fresh baked cookies pulled straight out of the oven. Ah, you know, now you're making me hungry. It's like reading a book, hiking a can. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a hiker, so I think hiking in canyons in the high country. You yeah. know, you go up to Flagstaff, which is you know just a good two hour drive. It's a short drive from yeah. uh, from the heat. You know, a weekend at the lake, that kind of thing. So. You know what I feel like? What do you I just say? feel like our podcast is kind of like grandma's warm, soothing voice telling us that they're fresh baked cookies. Or it's like you're sitting out on the beach listening to our podcast, Aaron Fox. I don't know, like on South, <laughs> South Padre Island. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks, Aaron, for that shout out, by the way. <laughs> that was great. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think we just a little bit, but I feel like we're kind of a reality check for healthcare marketers. I mean, that really is the goal of this program. This program, this is where hype gets put to the test. Mm-hmm. And the status quo gets put to rest. We, like you said in, in the intro there, it's where the status quo goes to status no, right? I mean, that's <laughs> that's right. This is what we do here. We right. are a little dose of reality. It's almost like the water cooler. It's the healthcare wrap yeah. water cooler a little bit. Yeah. People listen to podcasts at the water cooler these days anyway. So. They do. They do. Yeah. It's just kind of fun to think about what our mission is. We try to remind ourselves of that uh, continually of like, why are we doing this program? And it really is just to help all of you and ourselves walk down this road together. We want to progress towards carving out this new role of what marketing and communications and technology, how we all kind of combine and intersect these days. Uh, this is this new role in healthcare. So uh, with that, we're going to move right on to our rap battle. Yes, here we go. Let me scratch it in. Rap battle. So our rap battle, as many of you know, especially if this is not your first time, which thanks for those who are tuning in, return listeners, we appreciate it. Wait, are we at number 11 right now? This is number 11. 
We should have called that out early, but this, I mean, we're very close to our teenage years now. You're right. I was just going to move on without even mentioning that. So number shame 11. on me. Yeah, number, shame. Number 11. If you've missed anyone before, now you know. We have 11. Make sure you get 1 through 10. There you go. At healthcarewrap.com yep. and on Twitter at healthcarewrap. So hit us up there. Yes. Our rap battle today is a series of actually eight mini battles. Yes. So this is the second part of our, our series, our episode, our expose on unpopular opinions like in that. healthcare marketing and technology. And as with our previous episode, we got through 10 of them that time. We're going to uh, add eight more today. And of those eight, half of them came from our listeners, from you. So first and foremost, thanks for listening and thanks for yes. commenting because this Thank is going to lead us to most of our discussion today. So why don't we do this? Why don't we move right on into this first one? This is from Kira Hagen, Senior VP of Marketing from Influence Health. Kira, friend of the program, a shout out there. Hey, Kira. Uh, yeah, thanks for contributing to this. It's a great comment, though, and I'd love to hear what you think about it, Peter. Uh, this is what Kira said. Uh, when it comes to digital transformation, implementing technology is child's play compared to making the requisite organizational changes. The more difficult work is refactoring the marketing department, including organization, organizing, staffing, and sometimes restaffing. Ah. That sounds very familiar, doesn't it? It really does. I've been a part of this now, I think this is my maybe the third or fourth time. I think she is right on. Carrie, you're right on with this because the world of digital healthcare marketing is transforming. And yet the departments that have been around for a while at a, at a health system or, a, or institution have not changed. So it's almost like putting the square in the circle or the circle in the square. You know, you have to look at possibly adding training, possibly looking at, you know, when you bring in younger folks to determine how you, what gaps to fill, things along those lines, because this world that we're living in has, has moved so far forward so quickly. We've talked about this in one of the first or second episodes that we did. The amount of change that's been happening in this industry, especially in healthcare, marketing has been like it's just boomed so i agree with her i think it's figuring out the staffing the organization the structure if you will is so important because you can stagnate and if you don't have that three to five year plan in place and the people to to carry out that that plan you're going to be in in bad shape as the, as the years go forward right I agree. I think this is my view anyway. Not everyone will agree. I guess that's the point of being unpopular here today. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the easier and sexier path, the buzzwords, yeah, the the, the trends, because we're marketers and we want to, you know, we want to see what's coming next. And it, it's harder. It's more personal to talk about organizational structure, roles, responsibilities. How do we take teams where we are all trained in certain things? And then the entire world changed around us. Yeah. So we can either ride the wave or we can be kind of knocked over by the wave. And when we think about what are some of those things, I think we all know the challenges. And I don't know that the answers are crystal clear other than the fact of it's perfectly clear by now that we do have to ride the wave. Right. Like we have to find ways to bring analytics in. We have to find ways to adapt our roles. We have to be okay with that. It's not the easiest because, again, some of the fun things were creating innovative content, um, knowing what to do with that, social media channels, things that were, yeah, maybe a little more creative or just a little more obvious about what where their value is. So there's just a lot to it. And Kira, I don't think uh, we could have said it any better. And I, one real other quick point, I think the key, one of the key things here is, is trying to persuade HR, you know, because basically, you know, if you, ha if you need new positions, 
you have to you have to persuade them to understand where you're going with the department too. And these people may not even be on the same; they're not even in the same universe as you guys are, as we are typically. So if you're trying to think ahead and be ahead of the curve, you have to have a like a CMO or somebody that has that future vision. He or she has to understand what kind of people you're looking for, and then you got to sell that to that HR person and writing job descriptions and you know what what kind of people you're looking for. Well, I'm looking for a, a storyteller. And the HR person looks at it and you're like, what are you trying to do? And, and that's important, though. That is the important part of where, where we're going. So hopefully we we hit the key points and, and, and did justice to what, what you offered up, Kira, because um, I think it's very true. Yeah, we're looking for a branding, strategic storyteller, right. analyst who can jump through hoops that are on, on fire. What do they call those? Unicorns, right? <laughs> we want unicorns. Every one of you. Everybody. Right. Everybody. <laughs> well said. All right, so this next one comes from Kate McCarthy, who is a senior analyst, digital business strategy for healthcare at Forrester. Okay, and she says, there are tons of great things we could be doing with technology to better physician and patient engagement. But until we embrace cloud to free our data to be used meaningfully, we won't advance. We won't advance, I should say. So heavy duty. What do you think about that? I think I could take the rest of the year to unpack that. Yeah. Because there are so many aspects to that. And and, uh, knowing Kate, I'm guessing this stems a lot from the EHR ecosystem to begin with. Uh, But then it also involves the others who are entering the healthcare space, the Apples, the Amazons, the Googles who are out there now. They've figured out they know how to own data. Yeah, that's at the core of where healthcare is going. So we can talk all we want about little advances you know, startups doing different things with that data, but until we actually really understand that that's what it's all about. Right. I agree. I mean, and I like the fact that she said that it's basically saying that technology is not always going to be the answer. Right. Right. Again, you, you've said this so many times on this, on this podcast is we can say buzzwords and we can throw dashboards out there and we can do all those kinds of things. And if we don't have a strategic direction, maybe the technology is not worth it or the dashboards are not worth it. Right. You've said that before. Right. In and of themselves, they don't do much. No. All right. Number 13 already. It's from uh, Jim Samuel, principal consultant and director of digital marketing for Crozer Keystone Health System. Here's what he says. There are too many ideas out there about fixing healthcare that each address only one portion of the problem. Hmm. We cannot really improve healthcare in this country without looking at the entire system from how doctors are educated to how we deal with death and mortality. When I saw this, it it immediately uh, rang true with me. There's one specific part in here that I really like. Actually, two. The first one was, oh, how doctors are educated. I want to look at that really quick. From again, this is digital health care marketing uh, podcast. So, I often asked, and I, I even asked a couple doctors that I know, and none of them, none of them said that this happened. I think we have to be in a world now where, when you're in med school, you should have a semester on how to be a spokesperson for your health system, how to write a tweet, how to write a post, the stuff that Lee AC is doing at Mayo and his brown bags that he does with, you know, in his lecture hall. He's teaching all these doctors and physicians and surgeons how to tweet and how to represent their brand without, you know, going rogue. And from an education standpoint, that's what I instantly think of. So, Jim, I'm hoping that I'm on the same path as what you were talking about there. Interested to hear your thoughts on it, too. Uh, I, I don't think I have anything to add there. I just, this, this thought, I think we need to keep it in front of us permanently. Everyone has to find some common goals or else, no, that's never going to change. Right. I agree. I agree. All right. 
All right, so this is number four for today, number 14 overall. So anyway, this comes from Don Lee, who's a shout-out Don, a good friend. We've been friends here and colleagues for a while. He hosts the Healthcare Biz, HC Biz Thanks. podcast, and uh, Tweet Chat, and this the whole community. Anyway, this is what Don says. These are these are at least 10-cent words here. Very- these first three are like 75-cent uh, words, Don. Nice Very well. work, yeah. Yeah, Don, uh, the ubiquitous semantic interoperability. What? <laughs> That was quote-unquote, that, so, yeah. that Don was quoting. I'm going to say it again. Yeah, you have to. The ubiquitous semantic interoperability that everyone talks about is never going to happen. And we don't need it. The local health information exchanges, or HIEs, uh, the local HIE is the only near-term answer to interoperability. Someday patient-mediated exchanges will be the norm, but for the next 10-plus years, you should support and use your local HIE. It's pretty interesting. Interested in what you have to say about this. I think there's a lot more truth to this than I probably want to admit, but this comes back to the thought of health data in the hands of the right people in my healthcare ecosystem, those who are caring for me at different parts and times of of my healthcare as a patient. So the data related to that care needs a place to go to be able to be exchanged between everyone who would benefit by having that data. And I love the patient-mediated exchange. I thought that was, I've never, I've actually not heard that before. That's actually really, really cool. So anyway, man, great topics, yeah. great this posts. This is great stuff from, from our listeners and our followers, which this is, that's the best part about this is that you're helping us create these podcasts. So thank you so much. Thank you for Hashtag marketing forward, guys. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep going. Okay, so number number 15 here. Most marketers still don't understand how to use analytics. And I gave the example. Just impressions and reach on their own don't really matter. Yeah. They matter as a denominator for your conversions, your clicks, just about anything. Yeah. So I think, you know, we just rip the Band-Aid off. Let's just say... It's not that comfortable. It's not usually what we thought we'd be doing in marketing or communications. Maybe if we come at this from the tech side. So yeah, like let's let's rip the bandaid off. That's my thought. Like let's all just learn together. Like let's not pretend to know any more than we do. Like let's just all, let's find some resources. Let's pool our resources. Let's identify those resources. Let's create a community around that. And a year from now, let's be able to say, hey, as healthcare marketers and technology providers, we know a little bit more about analytics. I think this is a career elongator, really, to tell you the truth. If you're in marketing, it's to the point where I think you you never have to be an analytics person. But I think if you do marketing in whatever you know field you're in or, or industry you're in, you have to have a cursory idea of you know of analytics. Yeah, other people may run them for you. This idea is has been kind of an ongoing one with us. Is that um, you know, you can have the dashboards, you can have all these things, but if you can't, if you don't plug in the right data, or you don't know what you're looking for, it's garbage in, garbage out. And I think it's a career elongator. If you can get yourself into that realm of understanding what the numbers are telling you so that you can make better decisions on the back end for the actual pieces of marketing that you put out, even if it doesn't for some reason is, isn't successful, you have a track back, but at least you have kind of a path of why you went out and did that this particular type of marketing plan. Just a thought. I like it. All right, next one. I'll take it. Number six, 16 overall. Healthcare needs less conservative content. We don't need any more me too fluff. We don't need to water down the message. We do need to take more calculated risks with our content to connect and get noticed. Ah, that is absolutely beautiful. I agree. Conservative content is is uh, 
long gone. We've seen there are so much stuff on TV now that you've seen surgeries, you've seen photos on YouTube and social media. There is no need to be a conservative in your content and be a hoarder of content. You know, we have to f be able to feel f open to using this kind of great web content, blog content. I feel like the time for puffery is is kind of over. Like you have to figure out and use real stories and use real doctors. And then watering down the message too. I think, you know, parents of children or family members want to know what is this surgery going to entail and what course of health care am I going to be taking here? You're not talking in kind of these uh, high kind of like, you know, fluffy kind of approaches here. We have to be at their side. We're with them along this journey. It's not, um, we just kind of send them off on their way. So I don't know. I agree with this completely. I really love this one. I don't know why this one would be an unpopular opinion. Like, I really don't. I would just think if we question why we're doing things, to me, this comes back to the status quo thing. Yeah. If we just think, all right, we need a campaign for X. All right, stock photo goes here. Our multidisciplinary clinic goes here. Yeah. Doctor name, doctor name, doctor name. We are here. Come see us. You know, if yeah. that's if that's our approach, if we're just used to plugging holes and we don't think through it more, well, those campaigns gradually have less engagement and less result because we're not putting as much into it. So if we're not careful, it's more of just like, a, you know, if you just go in with the, with the current, the current's going to take you away from higher engagement, making real connections with our stakeholders, with patients, with families, with providers. I think that's where I would go with that. I completely agree with you. Okay. I will take another one here. Number 17, number seven overall. Consumers are getting smarter and more demanding. It takes more effort than ever to stay ahead of the curve. Boy, this is a common thing that we've talked about here already, too. A consumer is going to do their due diligence on the web. They're going to check out reviews. They're going to they're going to look at everything. And a lot of times, heck, I've even talked to primary care doctors in a health system I used to work for. These primary care doctors would would be a, a little bit annoyed because these patients would come in and almost be self-diagnosing based. They'd come, they literally would come in with a packet of papers that they printed off their home printer and saying, well, I got this, 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 and this. So it's got to be either this, this, or this. So what is it? And the doctor would be like, wait a minute. What? You basically just did my job. So to that point, yes, consumers are getting smarter and more demanding. That means you have to, again, get ahead of that. And you have to say, you can either lean in and, and help them and, and work with them, or you can put up your, your hackles and, and go against them. And I, I just feel like that goes back to that one that we talked about before is let's be more transparent. Let's be more open to what we're saying. Let's not be as conservative with our content. Let's actually work with our patient base and our population and say, okay, yeah, this is good. I'm glad you brought this in. Let, let's, let's talk about these things instead of just, um, no, no, you need to put that away. So there was another, there's a whole way that we can approach this. So I, again, agree with this. Thoughts on this? I agree. I think on the tech side, patients ourselves, we are becoming more empowered. There was a, a meme a few years ago that went around in the medical community of a coffee mug, and plenty of you who, who are listening saw this. You know, it's a, a please don't confuse your Google search with my medical degree. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, with my medical degree. That was the thought of when a doctor tells you don't Google it, you're like, oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Like, I know some of it's crap, but some of it's not. That just comes back to this thought of, can you really complain about bad or inaccurate health content out there when you're not producing any good content? That's a great point. Like, don't, don't complain if you're not being part of the solution. 
Yeah. And again, I, I like to give credit where credit's due. I'm quoting Justin Smith, Dr. Justin Smith, at the Doc Smitty. I've, I've seen some of his stuff. It's great. It's fabulous. And it's it's this whole approach. I mean, fighting that resistance from the medical community. So can we get to that next stage where from the marketing side, from the medical side, from the tech side, we're all agreeing that we have to change what we're what we're thinking because I mean we talk about consumers like in third person. I'm like I'm a consumer, Peter, you're a consumer. Yes. You know, like I mean we can YouTube just about anything. I could you know, when my daughter went in for eye surgery last year, I could Google the actual procedure. I mean, it should have grossed me out. It really should have, but yeah. it didn't. I mean, they're just yeah. sticking a needle in this patient's eye and stuff. But I'm like, I got to see how it's done. I'm like, okay, that's what's gonna happen to her. Yeah. You know, so Did that make you feel better? Like did, did I did I did but I'm I think I'm an anomaly I, I like the kind of gross gory medical yeah. operative technique kind yeah. of videos so. and it goes back to consumers are getting smarter and they're getting more demanding they want to know what this is are you going to be a health system that avoids it and protects it and hoards it or are you going to be transparent and say they're going to look at it anyways at that point you might as well say yeah here it is and here's why you need to come here. I mean, this is kind of a convergence of a couple of the other opinions we've talked about, but yeah. let's build our content around a genuine story. And that genuine story is like healthcare isn't always fun. Sometimes it's gory and gross, scary. Let's see what, what our part is in that. Our part is to help, you know, bring hope in those situations. You know, let's, let's tell that story and be real about it. And some, yeah. not everyone has a taste for that, but I see more and more of that as the differentiator in content. So I agree. I agree. Well said. All right, this is our, our final one, at least for today. I'm, I have a feeling we'll have more unpopular opinions as we go. But, but I do too. We may have to do a continuation on the line somewhere. Yeah, I, I like that. All right. Unpopular this marketing is part opinions. Two. Dot, part three. Dot com. Part, yeah. do, we, do we have that set up yet? <laughs> we, I'll get it going right now. All right. Anyway, so here's the last one. Number eight or 18. Marketing can't ultimately succeed without other teams. It's a relay race, not a free-for-all. Hmm. So here's where I was going with that, Peter. Uh, love to hear your thoughts on this. Where I was going with that one is that at the end of the day, we can't just do marketing on the side. The IT team, tech innovators, uh, you guys can't just do your thing in a bubble and then you know just move on and, and not look at what everyone else is doing. Healthcare consumers, that's again, that's all of us, yep. whether we're a patient at that exact time or not. We're healthcare consumers. So... Each of us, I don't care which team is behind each digital touch point that I'm involved in, in a Google search or interfacing, you know, logging into the patient portal or having a, an appointment reminder, email or text, being able to schedule an appointment online. I mean, the, the dozens and dozens and dozens of touch points, I don't care who's behind that. I don't care if customer service is behind the live chat function. I just know, like, you guys better talk to each other. Yeah. Like, all you guys better, like, hand things off. You better hand off whether it's my data or my question or my concern, you guys better work together. I mean, that's the expectation out there as a consumer. So I can't just do my part as marketing and say, you know, see, I handed that over to you guys over in IT. Like, you guys better figure that out. Or, hey, I handed, you know, this data, you know, customer service handed that to us. We'll take it from here and, and not follow up with everybody. There's so much data. There's so many opinions, reviews. Mm -hmm. Are we hoarding that information and are we not sharing that with others? I mean, that's ultimately my goal in marketing is to be able to say, not only did we correctly market the services of that organization, but did I ultimately also improve healthcare? That's that ultimate goal. Like that's that gold standard. Can I do both? 
And if so, then I'm doing something right. Yeah. I mean, back to that old adage of what we said before is you have to approach it from outside looking in rather than inside looking out. If you've had a terrible customer experience, uh, I just had one earlier this year with a cell phone company and it literally almost brought me to tears between the calls and them not knowing what I said on the call before and just there's no there was no follow through and I had to re-explain it literally 10, 12 times before I got where I needed to go. And, and then they, you know, dropped me, dropped my call a couple of times. And it was just atrocious. And it and, and it never made me feel valued whatsoever. Now imagine now you're porting that over to a very sensitive industry like healthcare. You know, you're not feeling well or you have a family member that's not feeling well or is in some kind of traumatic situation or whatever, and then you get you know, bad customer service, you do not understand how that can just turn someone off so badly. So I just, I really agree with what you're saying. And I think that it is, it takes a village, uh, it takes a team. And again, if you ever lose your way on this, remove yourself and think of yourself as a, or a loved one or family trying to get into your system. And if they're having trouble, think about it from that standpoint. Because when you're in the eye of the storm, you tend to forget those things. You do, you, you do maybe silo and you do maybe, I don't want to work with them or I, I've done my job, I hand it off. But what about how someone envisions it going from outside in? So just, I love this. I could talk about this all day, but I think this is a great point. Well, I think you summed it up perfectly because this results in either positive or negative customer experience. So if we think of it that way, then we're going to naturally just go the extra mile. We're going to try to collaborate more and we're going to figure out what needs to happen outside of my area, my responsibilities. So yeah, I think that was a good way of summarizing it. Yeah, cool. Whew. That was a lot of stuff. We made it through the list. A lot of unpopularness, but it was good. This is why we talk about unpopular opinions. We could have just named this whole series a Rip the Band-Aid Off. I like it. Because it's healthcare, right? We just want to rip the Band-Aid off, rip the stitches out, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yes. You like the Un gory stuff. Unsuture. <laughs> Unsuture. <laughs> I like it. Coming out a word. Yeah. yeah. Great to discuss these things with you today, Peter. Yeah. Love to hear. Let us know which ones of these stuck out to you and why. Several of you did that with the first episode, so I appreciate that. You know, which things are kind of ringing true or which things are you like, uh, you guys are dead wrong? Yeah. Love to hear that as well. So this is the part where we invite you to engage with us, where we invite you to connect with us. Check us out, healthcarewrap.com. Check us out on Twitter, at healthcarewrap. Come find Peter and myself on Twitter. I'm at Jared Piano, J-A-R-E-D-P-I-A-N-O. Wow, I'm at Mood481, actually. M-O-O-D, right? M-O-O-D, yes, yes, yes. Or hit us up on LinkedIn, too. And thanks again to those of you whose comments we were able to share as part of these opinions. So, Kira, Kate, Jim, and Don, thanks for your contributions there. So, on behalf of you guys, and on behalf of Peter and myself, thanks for tuning in, and that's a wrap. <laughs>